previously on the Death Saving Bros podcast. All of our workers are saying that we're being attacked by orcs. Oh, they were like fake orcs, weren't they? Right. If you guys wound up chasing down one, but the horse got away. Let's storm the mines. There are mines all over. Let's turn to a random worker and be like, hey, do you know which mine all the fucking orcs are in? They always leave a pretty big trail. So maybe you should start there. Just give us a point on our minimap, goddammit. <laughs> you see a overgrown opening to a mine, and Revan agrees to uh, keep watch outside the mine. Tracks go down a tunnel to your left. There is a cart. How big is this cart? I can make it bigger. Can you make it a little bigger? All right. I mean, why would you put a mine cart and not expect us to instantly want to ride it? You start riding the cart. And it begins picking up speed, getting yanked to the left and yanked to the right. You crash through a wooden barrier. You're all spilled out. I'm laughing hysterically. That was fun. You can smell the stench of putrid meat. You can hear... (sighs) You see that it is an owl bear. No, fuck. It is going to come at you with its claws. He hit me with fucking 14. On his first hit. All right, well, I let out a fucking screech as I go down. So I'm going to go into a rage. I'm going to use Cure Wounds and use Bardic Inspiration. 10% luck, 20% skill. He belts like an angel. And yeah, so you guys kill this thing. You eventually come to this wooden barricade. There is like a mat in a cot where somebody might have been sleeping, and there are piles of what appear to be loot. I'd like to grab a war hammer. I'd like to grab a handful of cold hard cash. I'd take the war hammer, a long sword, and the half plate. When you do go over to that mattress, you notice that there is a pile of arrows, and they are black with red fletching. You notice they glow of firelight. You see that there are a bunch of orcs. You see Revan come running into the light of the fire with his bow drawn, yelling, The guy is getting away! There are orcs in here! Welcome to another episode of the Death Saving Bros podcast. I am your host and dungeon master, Paul Camper. With me tonight, Ben Renfro. Squirt, squirt. Brad Richards. Hi, I'm normal. Matt Smith. Well, howdy ho. And Eric Nemeth. Oh, yeah. Welcome back, guys. We have Eric back this week. Hooray! Woo! He ran in in spectacular fashion as played by the DM at the end of last episode. Who wants to give us a quick recap? It's Eric. <laughs> he can't do it. <laughs> I wasn't you. <laughs> so, Matt. Dang it. All right, so after fighting off those orcs in front of the one mine, we, um, or the dudes pretending to be orcs, rather, we uh, tracked the fleeing guy back to the mine that he's been hiding in. Totally our own idea. And then... um Went down in the mine, Revan stayed outside to, as an excuse for not being there, and uh, we hopped in a mine cart, took a tumbly ride down into the mine, got bitch slapped by an owlbear a bit, eventually killed it, found where the dude we were chasing has been chilling for a little bit, but he wasn't there, 
and then we came up on a little camp of uh, orcs, and we were chilling, hiding, all stealthy-like, and Revan came sprinting down, saying, hey guys, I see you're in the middle of something, it'd be a shame if I warned all these orcs you were here, and also the guy we're looking for ran out the mine, and that was it. Great recap. So, we pick up, Revan just ran in t- down the tunnel, and he runs into the middle of these orcs. Revan, what you see is men, women, and children, or male, female, and children orcs all sitting around a campfire, and there are 14 orcs, all told, between men, women, and children. Do they look hostile? They look very surprised. <laughs> As for Dosh, Ambionitis, and Brixius, you guys are still hidden on the gravel slope that leads up to this camp area. Revan, or anybody, what would you like to do? Do I see any weapons on them? Uh, you do see weapons in the room, but it doesn't appear that any of them have them buckled on their waists or anything. There might be one guy who has a sword sheathed within reach, but it's not out. Well, I loudly say, oh, fuck. <laughs> the orc with the swords grabs the sword, stands up. He has it in one hand, but he has not reached to pull it out yet and says, who are you? Who are you? I stand up from my hiding spot and say, I'm normal. Thank you for asking. The (laughs) orcs nearest you, you hear some of the females scream in surprise, and then they, they stand up, grab their children, and pull them behind the man with the orc with the sword. The orc with the sword now draws it and says, I am Chief Brundock. What are you doing coming into my home? Well... Chief, we were just, you know, going through some series of mines trying to find this guy that's running, and he ran through here, and you didn't see him, and I don't know where Revan over there came from, but you know he was running somewhere, and, um, well, it's a lovely place you have here, very beautiful people inside of this nice little cave-type deal, and, um, yeah, we're just looking for a guy. I do not know of this guy that you speak of. But perhaps your friend does. He said that he saw him run. Oh, yeah. Hey, Revan, did yeah. you see the guy running? I did. He seemed like he was... He knocked me over, and I was <laughs> tried following him, and I kind of lost him. Where did you lose him? He knocked me over, and I, I could not call it up to him, so I saw fires. thought it was you guys, so I came back to get some help. He went that way, though. Well, I'm glad you're okay, and way to be smart to come get some help. Now, let's go that way. I look at the chief and say, thank you for having us in your lovely little abode. And we're going to go make sure this guy doesn't come back and harm any of you nice people. All right, so you do all of you just stand up and walk through? No. Yeah. No. Yep. Um, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I want to tell the chief about the bedroll we found. Or like the, the cot the dude was chilling on with like the arrows. Be like, yeah, this guy's been like impersonating orcs and attacking some of the mines around here so yeah that might be a problem for you guys okay first of all when you stand up uh the chief goes how many of you are there how many of us have stood up so far well apparently all of you are standing up now (laughs) okay well that's it then as far as we know when when you tell him about the about the impersonator 
he sheathes his sword and says, You are trying to find the man that is impersonating orcs? The, the people that have been raiding the mines? Yes. Please, we have much to talk about. Ah, cool. If you must chase this man, chase this man. But we must also, we also wish to speak with you. If you are after the men who are impersonating orcs, we could use your help. Sounds good to me. Sounds like a plan, chief. Haha, get it? Fun jokes. He's a chief and I said chief. We tracked this dude already. We can track him again. (laughs) Thank you for calling me chief. My name is Chief Brandock. No problem, super chief. (laughs) All right. Well, if you you wish to sit, please sit. We have wild boar cooking. Hell yeah. We would be honored to share a meal with you. Oh, the honor is all mine, super chief. Let's get cracking. So you sit down around the fire. And uh, the children seem... Oh, the children orcs seem... Wait. El- what? I sit down politely. All right. <laughs> you sit down politely. <laughs> the children orcs seem a little uh, wary of you, but nobody is screaming and nobody's running away from you. <laughs> That's good. One of the female orcs brings over plates of rare cooked boar. And she says, my name is Zem, and here is your food. Well, thank you, Zem. Thank you very much, Zem. Thank you. You are a doll. Appreciate it. Zem is one of our warriors. She is the one that caught this boar. But enough about the food. Our people have been hunted down ever since the raids started happening on the mines. We were under the impression that the people of the Salt Mine Valley knew that we knew no longer raided your valley. I mean, I guess that was the old old news, but now we've got these dudes with orc masks running around. And people are stupid. And now they kill my people again. All because these people, they are attacking the mines. It doesn't matter which mine they attack the new ones. They attack the old ones. They attack the ones that have just been reopened. They attack the ones labeled with roses and the ones uh, labeled with crows. What do the roses and crows mean? Well, crows would belong to the crows' heads, I'm assuming, and the roses would belong to... Rose heads. Wilhelmina would be my guess. I'm assuming she would have told us if there was a way her mind was marked. You're pretty sure that the crows mean crows' heads and the roses are Wilhelmina's. Just pretty sure, or... Well, then please ignore my ignorant question. Thank you, Chief, for answering my Chief question that I already knew, Chief. Thank you. (laughs) So they're definitely attacking both sets of mines? One of the other orcs takes her cane and starts hobbling over to the fire, and she's really old-looking, and she's got wrinkles and uh, crow's feet around her eyes, and she says, They attack everything. There is something going on. Our mountains are no longer safe. Somebody has decided that they want to exterminate the orcs. Why else would they impersonate us? And Brandak says, Mother, hush. We do not know that they are trying to exterminate us. Only that there is a misunderstanding. Thank you for that insight, Eldris. I do appreciate it. And you raised a lovely son to be chief. Uh, she looks at you, and her eyes narrow, and she she sits 
down again, but her eyes don't leave your face, Ambionitis. Good. Looks like you done pissed off, Ambionitis. Well, I meant no insult. So have these dudes been doing any, like, looting when they raid these mines, or they're just showing up, killing some people, and... I do not know exactly what they do to the mines, but there have been enough property losses that it is causing the owners of the mines to send men to hunt us down. And we ask that you go to South Salt and tell the miners that we are not behind this. If you have, if you know this man, if you have tracked down this man, you can save the orcs of this mountain range. We do not raid from Salt Mine Valley anymore, because everything that grows in your valley sucks. Ah, oh. it's so salty. Yeah, I mean that's true. Can't argue with you there. Question for you: Why don't you just move out of the mines? We came into the mines to hide. Ah. We normally roam the mountains in the spring and in the fall we raid on the other side of the mountain range where the land is fertile (laughs) but the rest of the time we live off the land and so people started attacking your people just out in the open and that's why you guys are forced to be hiding and living in the mines right now just to clarify yes we are hiding anywhere that we can my tribe my family is here in this mine I know my brother, He's, he has gone and taken his tribe into another mine, but some have just gone to the heights of the mountaintops, far away from any of the mines. So, you would believe that this is specifically an attack towards you guys, it's not for the mines or anything, they're targeting you and everything? Brondok looks at his mother and says, I do not know why these men are targeting the mines. Have you thought about getting all of your tribes to come together and make a stand against these men? The entire orc clan just starts laughing. (laughs) Alright guys, didn't realize it was a fucking joke. Please refrain from using your strong language. No, they're fucking laughing at me. I'm sorry. Well, this is a very good... You're a half-orc. What is your name? Brixius. Brixius. Clearly you have been away from your orc lineage too long. Orcs do not cooperate between clans. Sure, every once in a while, one or two will come together to achieve something, but eventually we all fall to fighting amongst ourselves. Gotcha. Thank you. That's why elves are way better than orcs. Hey, shut the fuck up, elf. I'm sorry. That was my bad. Stupid question. Made myself look foolish. I apologize, but you're right. Totally right. My bad. I'm sorry. Very good line of questioning, dear brother. I did enjoy how you clarified the entire objective of these people with the orc people. You should not feel bad about your question. It was an honest question and an attempt to help. Thank you. Just please watch your profanity. Thank you. It is offensive to me. No, it was not. We... I apologize for laughing, but no. We... We would never be able to bring all the orcs together. And if we did, then it would look like we were about to attack the Salt Mine Valley, which is definitely not what we want to do. No need to apologize for laughing, Chief. What you find funny is what you find funny. There is no reason to apologize for laughter. I turn, and I give a nice, big chuckle. (laughs) A hearty laugh. I have to laugh. Ha 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 ha. 
you you now see Zem is starting has narrowed her eyes and is now looking at Ambionitis as well. I thought the Eldress was already looking at me. She was. She still is. Uh, but now so is Zem. Oh, okay. Stink eye going on here. Wait, there's more people looking at me. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's your complexion, I think. I don't know about my complexion. Maybe my tone of voice is a little soothing and maybe a little off-putting because they don't know me yet, and maybe it's because I've been very polite this episode. <laughs> <laughs> um, anything else that you guys want to talk to them about? I'm proud of you for maturing up a little bit, brother. You've been a little out of line lately, and I just don't know with you sometimes, not man, but I'm very proud that you're growing and learning and being such a polite person. Thank you, my dear older brother. Now back to the matters at hand with Super Chief over here. Mom and Dad would be proud of you. Oh, I'm sure they would be. Mom and Dad were very wonderful people, and they raised us right. But back to Super Chief. <laughs> yeah. All right, so this dude so was Super chilling. Chief, we agreed to help you. This dude we were chasing was chilling pretty close to your camp here, and we already agreed. You guys didn't notice. If he was living right next to the wooden barrier down the tunnel, we never would have seen him, because. It's possible that he could have gone down the left tunnel, which we never go down because there's an owl bear down there. Yeah, we know. Hey, Chief. You, you know? <laughs> Your uh, owl bear situation? It's gone. It's handled. So, I'm sorry. Well, that is fantastic. We just never dealt with it because we didn't want to risk any injuries. But now that the owl bear is gone, <laughs> our children are safe. Thank yeah. you. Please, You're welcome. let us... Let us give you a weapon from our treasures. That's great. Let us share something with you. Oh, that's, also, that's very nice. Also, on top of the weapon, while encountering said owlbear, I also took upon some injuries myself. Do you happen to have any med kits or small shield potions or shield potions? Or No. No. Do you, do you we have do not have that sort of thing. Remedies. Herbal remedies that can give me some feeling back. Any herbal suppositories? <laughs> They they are able to give you uh, like a poultice that you can put on your wounds that'll help them heal a little bit faster, but it's like, I mean, it's not going to give you health back right now. All right. I appreciate the bandages that you are able to give me. Um, yeah. If you take a short rest, then um, you can wind up getting 1d4 back on top of whatever I- hit dice you roll. If you take a short rest, don't you get your health back regardless? No, short rest, you have to roll hit dice to uh, okay, long so rest to, to get all your HP back. Chief, uh, what was his name? Chief what? Brondock. I'm sorry, Chief Brondock. I'm really bad with the names, but uh, yeah, back to this weapon talk. Of course. Uh, we have uh, war hammers. We have long swords. We have some bows. Please, let us take you down to our treasures, and you can choose one. Thank you. That's generous. Let's do and it. And that's when Zem speaks up and goes, I thought... Oh, no, that's that's uh, that's the old <laughs> lady. I thought that I knew the look of that plate mail. That is our plate mail. <laughs> and then one of the uh, male orcs says, And those are our warhammers. Whoops. Looks like we already uh, picked out some weapons from your treasure room, so thank you in advance. <laughs> We kind of foresaw this coming, and we already helped ourselves, so thank you. You saw this coming? Uh, glowers at you and says, this is not okay. You may keep one, but these are our 
treasures. These are handed down by our ancestors and collected by our people. Listen, we're going to help you with your situation going on, and in return, we can take this as payment. Brondock is still pretty angry. Go ahead and give me a persuasion roll. Thirteen. He says, no. Please. You may not keep all the things that you took. If you... I, sl- I casually walk away from camp a little bit. Uh, you're sitting by the fire right now, so if you stand up, it's going to be pretty obvious. I stand up, so I'm going to go take a piss and start walking a little bit away from camp. Chief Brondax says, Elf, please sit. I do not want you leaving our sight. We have, you have promised to take our message to South Salt, and for that we thank you. But we cannot let you take everything that we have. You may take our chainmail, you may take two weapons, but that is it. How much do we actually take? I didn't take anything. Oh, you didn't take anything. Me? That's right. You yeah, no, there. I wasn't there. Okay. He goes, no, but your f- friends have. Please, just return the items, and we may go back. We may pretend that this never happened. I understand that you did not know th- that we were here. But now you do. Please give us our things back. I become very embarrassed and gently take off the half plate I was wearing that belonged to the orcs of this little village in this cave. And then proceed to politely place it on the table near Chief, Super Chief. (laughs) And I say, sir, I do apologize for taking, I mean, not sir, Chief, I do apologize for removing these from your treasure room. We had not known. I do sincerely apologize. Okay, do you give him back the Warhammer as well? Did I take a Warhammer? Yeah, we both yes, took a Warhammer. Aren't we allowed to keep two weapons? Yeah. And then I ask for his permission to politely keep this Warhammer as a token of appreciation for what we had done. Give me a persuasion or charisma. Some, whatever your best charisma is, with advantage. What do you mean by whatever my best charisma is? So, like, you could just do straight charisma, or you could do, uh, like, persuasion, if you have a bonus to persuasion. Hmm. Nope. Thirteen. He seems slightly mollified, and he says, thank you for returning our items. You may keep the Warhammer, but only if your friends return the other items as well. Now, Chief, Chief Brandock... Um, I hate to ask, but you said two weapons. May I also hang on to my Warhammer, please? If that is what you as a group would like your second weapon to be, yes. What did Dosh take? Your old short sword that you threw on the ground. Oh, Oh, it was our short sword. Yeah, you also took the long sword. I forgot that you took the long sword. Didn't I take that from one of the orcs we murdered? Uh, no, you took the long sword from the treasures. Are you sure? I thought I took that from the one, uh... No, because they had short swords. Okay, well... Oh, um, then yeah, I'd give that one back. Yeah, I also give the long sword a short bow. Okay. Politely. And, Dosh, do you try to hold on to the cash? Yes. All right. <laughs> Actually, I think I gave... I know I gave Ben and Rich like, 50 GP each. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Do you guys hold on to the cash? I throw some change on to the table, but not all of it. I politely give all 50 gold pieces that I was giving and put it on the table very politely and in an orderly fashion. Okay. Everybody seems to 
calm down once you've returned all the all those items. They say you may keep the two warhammers and you may take our we have a set of chainmail armor if you would like that. I would enjoy that very greatly. Thank you, Chief Super Chief. They give you that stuff. Uh, Dosh, give me a deception roll to hold on to your money. I'm going to take 50 GP out and also place it on the table. Okay. That actually... All right. Give me deception. 19. Yeah. They they seem... They just accept that that is all the more gold that you took. And they set it aside. Of course we split it evenly. <laughs> <laughs> all right. And... Yeah. So the chainmail armor is 13 plus your dex modifier, max of two. I don't know what type you had before that. I think I already had chainmail because my dexterity went back down to 14. You only have a dexterity of plus one? Yes. Okay. Sorry. So then, if you turn down the chain armor, they'll give you a a different weapon. Nah, fuck it. Okay, so just the two warhammers then. Forget it. I'm okay with the chainmail. Thank you. Oh. Well, yeah, but you've already got your own chainmail. I will accept their chainmail as a token of appreciation for what we have done for them. Okay. So you have two sets of chainmail. <laughs> you double layer your chainmail. Yes. Um, all right. Uh, anything else that you guys want to talk to these people about? Uh, I want to tell the chief to go ahead and take a stroll down to that barricade now and check out that dude's jizz. And if they see anyone with... Uh, I want to describe the arrows. The black arrows with the red flashing. Okay. Like, hey, you see anyone with those kind of arrows? Those are the dudes who have been impersonating you. Use that info how you like. Thank you for that information. All right, now... Also, they're going to be wearing, like, some pretty Scooby-Doo orc masks. (laughs) I'm sure it's highly (laughs) offensive to your people. (laughs) Yes, I'm sure it is. Well, thank you for sitting and talking with us. And uh, we hope we wish you the best of luck on your journey. Thank you, Super Chief. We will take that in stride and complete our mission to make your people safe to roam these mountains again. And uh, he stands up and, like, basically, like, okay, time for you guys to go. Uh, But as you're leaving, the old woman stands and says, Wait! I thought I saw something, and I think I know what it is. You! And she points at Ambionitis. And I do the turn, look around, confused look, and then ask me, Eldris, I am the one that you are requesting. Yes. I see in you, I see in you, a light. And Chief Brandax steps forward and says, Mother, please. And she beats him over the head with her cane. (laughs) You're always telling me to be quiet. huh? How much damage does he take? His pride is irreversibly damaged. Critical hit. I think it's at least a ton damage hit. Exactly. He, and she says, you're always telling me to be quiet, but I see in him the divine. I see in you the workings of... I did not have any wine. How could you see the wine in me? Ha. Ha ha ha. Divine, you whippersnapper. Hey now. Hey Sorry now. that I snapped. And I'm a whipper. <laughs> I do snapper. apologize. I have not whipped nor snapped at anybody in quite some time. I was out of line. She says, I see in you the light of the gods. Come here, come here. I 
politely and elegantly walk over to the elders. She has you lean down. She puts her hands on your face, her thumbs on your eyes, and those of you that do know magic recognize that she's starting to say a little bit of a spell, and then she whacks you over the head with her cane. Ouch, Eldris. What was, what was your strike for that hurt? And you immediately feel suffused with magic, and your body begins to glow. Oh, shit. What the hell did Another you do to my brother? I awoke the magic in his blood. He um. has divine powers. Learn to use them. Find somebody who can teach you. So when does he stop glowing? He stops glowing. Oh. Wow. Whoa. I was glowing, guys. Did you see me? Yeah, but you want to know what? I learned magic first, so you're still second to me. You are correct, brother. You are older than me, and I do apologize for ever thinking I could be above you. Okay. Chief Brondack says, Is there something weird going on between you two? Probably. He's talking weird. There's probably something weird going on between them. <laughs> um, yeah, They're probably so... going full on Lannister. <laughs> oh, no, God. It's just that I have the magic in me. Every time I touch that track, it turns into gold. And everybody knows. I've got the magic in me. <laughs> hey there, everyone. Dungeon Master Paul here. A little bit more role-playing and information-heavy this episode, but we hope you're enjoying it all the same. We're just going to take a quick break here to feature our podcast partners. We're once again highlighting challenging opinions from William Campbell. If this week's episode has taught us anything, it's that sometimes our positions need to be tested. So have a listen. Hi, I'm William Campbell, the presenter of Challenging Opinions. Challenging Opinions is the podcast where ideas are tested. Whether you are left or right, conservative or progressive, devout or skeptic. What matters is the strength of your argument, not the strength of your voice. Every week, I talk to someone new and put their position to the test. Search Challenging Opinions wherever you find podcasts or go to challengingopinions.com. We also wanted to highlight another podcast called Suck My Fick. We have a teaser here. Hi, I'm Austin. And I'm Cameron, and we host a fan fiction podcast called Suck My Fick. Have you ever wondered who would win in a fight between Big Bird and Guy Fieri? Or maybe you're just wondering, is there any possible way Eeyore could get any hotter? Every Monday, we read some really bad fan fictions to find out. We read all about who R2 is D2F. It's super fun and super uncomfortable. Find us on SuckMyFic.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Come listen to us discuss what kind of nasty stuff we think Shaggy has made Scooby-Doo do for a Scooby snack. Raggy, no! (laughs) (laughs) It's funny and horrifying all at the same time. Check out Austin and Cameron if you want to hear for yourself. And then, of course, a big, big, big thank you to everyone who has been listening to the podcast If you're enjoying the story, if you're enjoying the laughs, then head over to Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Stitcher, and leave us a review. Let us know what you think, because we want to keep improving, we want to bring you the best content we can, and the only way that we can do that is if we hear from you. Follow us on Twitter, follow us on Instagram, follow us on Facebook, or our website, all at Death Saving Bros. 
And I think that's everything, so I'm going to go ahead and let you get back to the episode. Now that Ambionitis is a divine soul sorcerer, we've got to level everybody up, and then you'll get to meet a new character I had some fun with. So, without further ado, we now return you to your regularly scheduled programming. So you guys um, are now level three. And real quick, everybody uh, has already done their leveling up, right? So just real quick, tell us what uh, the newest thing is that you did, and then we will move on. All right, so I got more HP, typical leveling up stuff. And then I got an action surge, which allows my guy once per long or short rest I get it back but it allows me to go beyond my natural limits in order to take an additional action on my turn on top of my action already with the possibility of a bonus action as well so that's for the fighter you t- you are now level 2 fighter and level 1 wild magic sorcerer right yes wild okay. surge magic not wild magic sorcerer I think it's a wild surge actually okay. I don't even know <laughs> uh, Matt Josh Johnson is now a level three bard, so he's joined the College of Whispers. So he gets uh, Venom's Blades to do use bardic inspiration to do a little extra poison damage, and Venomous Words, where he can chat someone up for ten minutes, and then they got all all paranoid and weird. <laughs> Eric, well, I'm now a level three ranger. I got some more health right now. I got another level one spell with. I pick Cure Runes, and uh, I also get a plus two on archery attacks for my something. It's basically a school of, school for archery. The, uh, the nice. archery's version of magical schools. Nice. And Beerich, you now are a divine soul sorcerer, as we learned in-game. And you have you have something where if you roll, you can add 2d4 to your roll, because the gods have intervened on your behalf. So that's pretty cool. Alright, so where are you guys going next? Let's go back out the way I just came running in. So we're going to try tracking that guy down. Sounds like a plan. So you exit the mine. You met, There's no traps this time. You manage to climb up the ropes and avoid the rotting ladders. And uh, you get outside and you see that it, is started, it has started to rain. Shit. Okay, so wait. We leave the mine and it's raining. Yes. I am wet now, and I'm losing health. So, just kidding. Um, We're just going to keep walking in the rain, because it's just rain. Uh, is there any way I can use any of my tracking skills to see if I can pick up a trail for that guy? Yes, but because of the rain, you are at disadvantage. Go ahead and roll survival to see if you find his tracks. Revan, do your thing. So, 16. All right. Um, that's at disadvantage? Uh, what, how much is disadvantage for that? So disadvantage is you roll twice, and then you take the lower of the two scores. All right. Revan, aren't you a ranger? I am. What is, uh, what territory are you, like, good with? Forest. Are we in a forest? No, you're in a mountain. Are you sure there's not, like, a forest on top of the mountain? I'm sure. All right. Never mind that. I got a 19 for that one, so. All right, 16. Yeah, you managed to find a trail. Cool and, beans. Uh, cool beans. It leads back to back in the direction of South Salt. 
Lego. Right. Headed back to South Salt? I guess so. Yeah. You guys don't want to uh, just camp out in the mine for the night and then go to South Salt? How far is South Salt? South Salt would take you the better part of a day to get to, and it's almost night. Mm. I'll, I'll long rest real quick. Take guys... an hour long rest. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I'd like uh, to. I'd like to get my whole long re- long rest in in about an hour or two. I'd like really push through it. Power nap. Well, you can either spend the night in the mine, or you can start now until all the lights gone from the day. Camp in the rain, and then continue on in the morning. I say we camp in the cave so we dry. Um, I guess that's the. I second that. Yeah, we'll do that. Probably the reasonable thing to do. Okay, so you guys camp out in the mine. You're back to full health. And uh, in the morning, Eric, see if you can still find that trail with disadvantage. I got a 17 and a natural 20. So I have 17. Those are some fucking good rolls. I know. Yes, the trail is still there. Please watch your profanity. You guys track it back to South Salt. It goes directly into town. But once you're in town, you don't know where it went to. There are people walking all over the place. But you know that the trail ends within South Salt. Where would you like to go within South Salt? Well, if it was me, I'd go to a boss. You guys want to go check out the boss? Um, there are, if you remember, South Salt is famous for the, its number of bars. Well, and, crap. And Wilhelmina said so. She said uh, she's looking to procure a location within South Salt as well because that's where people spend a lot of money. What's the name of the closest bar to us? The name of the closest bar is the Swain Tree. Okay, and what about the name of the bar that has the best rating in the city? I don't know. They don't have D&D Yelp. <laughs> okay, what about... What's the most popular bar in the city? You wouldn't know that. Which bar has the most check-ins on Foursquare? I'm not sure <laughs> what that is. What's the second closest Within bar? Within the scope of D&D, I know what Foursquare is. <laughs> what? What's the second closest bar to us? The second closest bar is the Drooping Eye. Hmm. Sure, it's not the Whispering Eye. Okay, and say I were to walk down the street and take a left, what bar would I see? Let me write these down before I forget. <laughs> Just gonna have a page that's like nothing but bar names. You can never use the same one twice. <laughs> <laughs> the one, if you are you actually walking down the street, taking a left, and then looking for another bar? Yes. Okay. <laughs> You see the buxom wench. All right. Are there any hotels that I see? Or inns, I guess you would say? The only inn in town is near the front of, is also the Swain Tree. Okay. Okay. I walk into the first bar in town. The Swain Tree? Yeah. Okay. Do I spot the guy inside there? You spot a lot of guys inside the Swain Tree. Uh, you also spot women, and a lot of them are very raucous. There are... About 20 people in the bar, uh, in the bar area of the inn, and 10 of them are at the bar, 10 of them are amongst the tables. There are three people that are basically just chugging beer as fast as they can, and they, they're obviously playing some sort of game. The people at the bar seem to be in a pretty heated discussion with the bartender, and then the other people are just um, enjoying their drinks and chatting amongst themselves. I walk up to people who are chatting amongst themselves and describe the guy who I saw inside the cave, see if they know who he is. Give me a perception check to see how well you remember what he looked like. Eleven. 
Okay, you don't really remember his features that well. It was in the dark. You have dark vision, but it was in the dark, so everything was kind of black and was shades of black and white for you. And uh, you only saw him for an instant. So you're able to describe that he has dark hair, that he's of medium height, so like 5'10ish, and he was that he was human. Real specific. I if anyone by me asking those characteristics came in recently. One lady says, hey, I mean, you can go up to that bar. There are at least three men with dark hair who are 5'10". I'm talking about one who just came into town. Not long before I had it. How the hell am I supposed to know? Is there anyone who watches the gates? There's no gates to the city. Uh, I thought there was for some odd reason. No, we're an open town. We've got miners coming and going all day. So best of luck finding your is there any, medium height, dark haired man. Is there any cranky old lady that just stares out a window keeping track of people? <laughs> just peers through her blinds. and Yeah. No. Nope. Oh. Not that I know well, What of. kind of town is that? There was... There was... <laughs> There was Madge, but she passed away two years ago. Dang it, Madge. God damn it. All right, I walk out of the bar. All right, what's everybody else doing? I know Brixius is walking around town pointing at all the bars. <laughs> yeah, are there... Uh, I would like to speak to somebody to try to find um, if there's any vacant buildings that I can rent out. Do you want to start... Like, where do you... Do you want to start at the Swain Tree? Is there, like, an information center, I would imagine? In D and D, that's usually the tavern. Come on, um, no, I'd like to say like a mayor of this city. There's like a sheriff. What's his name? His name is uh, Finrail. Finrail. Yeah. Shit. Okay. Um. Please watch your profanities. Where would I find Finrail? He has a uh, a shop, place. I don't know, an office, <laughs> uh, in the middle of town. Anybody can point it out to you. All right. And what street is that on? The main street. Just main street? Yes. What street am I on right now? Main street. Oh, really? What street was I on when I walked into the city? Main street. So you're saying I can take a left and I'm still oh, okay. on main street? If you take a left, that street is called... S- secondary uh... street? Not primary <laughs> street? Like, where are you going with this? It's called Golden Road. Oh, okay. Well, I'd like to go from Golden Road to Main Street and work my way towards the middle of the city. Okay. You walk in to uh, Finrail's office, and when you walk in, there are five people in there who are all kind of grubby looking. They look like miners, and you hear them saying, "We We need to start dealing with these orcs. They are attacking our caravans. We haven't hauled any salt into town in weeks. Is this where you would like me to interject and butt into their conversation, or is this one of those, eh, not really my business type of deal, because I'm here for a different reason? This is up to you. <laughs> okay. I I want to talk shit. So, are they in line in Please. front of me? Watch your I'm sorry. Are they in line in front of me? They're just swarming Finrail, who is an elf, and has a big old floppy hat on. I love big old floppy okay. thing. And he's got a a curly mustache. Oh, so fluffy. Hot. And a pointy little goatee. Mmm. He's, he's just, he's got his hands up. He's like, would y'all shut the fuck up? Please watch your profanities. I can only take one of you at a time. All right? <laughs> all right. So I interject 
and say that I might have the solution for the orc problem. Everybody turns around and looks at you, and then one of the people points at you and says, weren't you that guy that said that you were going to open up a gym called the Hammerfist? Yes, that is actually what I'm here to talk to uh, Finrael about because I'm looking for property. But let's talk about this situation first. So well, great. We can... All right, you can kill the orcs for us. Well, listen, I want to have a word with the mayor in private about this one. Hey, now, I'm not a mayor. I'm just a keeper of sheriff. peace. Yeah, call me a sheriff if you want. All right, well, I'd like to have a word with you alone. And what's your name? Brixius. Well, Brixius... You're going to have to wait. Well, no, actually, if you're saying that you're going to fix this orc problem, sure. Come step into my office. And he uh, takes a step back. All right. I, I follow and I step into said office with him. What's the fucking dealio? Please watch your profanities. <laughs> Thank you. Listen, I understand that you're having an orc issue right now, or at least these miners are, and it's causing you a lot of problems. I, myself, had traveled here wanting to open up my own martial arts gym. So I was thinking if you could find a way to get me into a vacant area or a building where I can get my gym started, I can help you out by taking this problem off of your hand. That seems a little shady there, son. A little tit for tat? Fine. You want to open up your, your martial arts place, you can go talk to the boys down the street. They they work for Wilhelmina. She's She's... Picking up all sorts of property in, in town. She's managing to find lots of vacant properties. Okay, but do you know of any vacant properties yourself that we can kind of expedite this process into? No, it's it, it would be through Wilhelmina and her, and her boys. Oh, so she, uh, she, she handles it all? She's the one that's got all the vacant property right now, so yeah. Huh. Okay. Well, alright, I'll talk to her then. Dosh, what are you, what are you doing? I was gonna go find one of Wilhelmina's homies. Okay. And, uh, Ambionitis, are you just tagging along with your brother? Is there a park nearby? A park? You know, like a nice little common place with some benches that we can sit and watch. Watch what? You know, nature and life. <laughs> uh, you can sit down in just about anywhere, but no, there's no, like, park. Are there any benches outside? You can sit on a front stoop. Well, you should try to do chill out. Chill out with the bards that are that are jamming in front of the taverns. You should try to find some breadcrumbs and sit by a fountain and feed birds. That sounds like a very pleasant idea, but I don't think we have that much time for me to gather up the breadcrumbs necessary <laughs> to feed multiple birds while I'm sitting outside of the fountain enjoying the H two O. So, man, if so facto, I would like to go stand by the bards and listen to them produce wonderful melodies that I would like to be satire to. Okay. Um. You're just chilling at outside the taverns, listening to music, and Revan comes out, and he passes by you. Revan, where are you going after you leave the tavern? I'm just going to wander around town, see if I can see anything that looks familiar about this guy. I'm just going to legit wander around until I see something. Roll perception. And then hold that number. Right. Uh, Dosh and Brixius, you guys... Dosh, you were already at the building, you go straight to that building that you know you can meet Wilhelmina's contacts and shortly thereafter uh, Brixius walks in. Hey. Hey, Dash. What's up, man? Oh, you know, just coming to talk to Wilhelmina's people. And they want an update. Then, Revan, give me a 
give me that perception check total. Fourteen. Uh, no, you don't find you don't see anything familiar. Just walking around. All right, Dosh and Brixius, you guys wind up talking to these people. What do you want to talk to them about? All right. Well, first I want to I want to make sure it's one of Wilhelmina's people. They're like, yeah, no, we work with Wilhelmina and Natalia is her stern second in command, and then there's that uh that skinny male prostitute that hmm. she has serving in her house outside of Nashpura on a farm with lots of horses. Does that, All right. does Sounds, that enough? That, that's good Good All for right. me. So what right. what can we do you for? So how much do you know about Wilhelmina's looking into the the orc attacks? Uh, well, as far as I know, she sent you guys to deal with it. All right, cool. Well, we did. Well, we, we looked into it and not orcs. Dudes in orc masks. Really? Yeah, the same dudes who shot up Wilhelmina's house. Okay, so... <laughs> and apparently they're also attacking the crow's heads. Well, I don't know why they'd be doing that. It's got to be a front. It's got to be a front for the for the crow's heads. I mean... That was the assumption. Yeah. I mean, they can't, they can't only attack ours. Then that would make it look like they would start questioning why, right? I mean, they've been attacking you pretty openly already. Right, but they were attacking ours and the crow's heads, but now that would mean that everything everything's on equal terms, right? Like, what do you mean? Like, if the crow's heads are behind this, then nobody knows that these orcs aren't orcs, then they're going to think that... Oh, I see what you mean. If, if the orcs are attacking both sides, nobody's going to question why are the orcs only attacking one side. Gotcha, right. So they're going to think it's orcs, which everybody does. I think they're planning on uh, sending out a party to start culling the orcs. I think that's what they're dealing with up in Nashpura, and the crow's heads are leading it. Like they're getting all sorts of all sorts of support from from the city to do that, spending a ton of money to deal with it. All right. Well, sometimes you need to go out there and kill some orcs. Revan and Ammonitis, after having done your look at nature and looking around town. Do you want to meet up with the others, or...? Yeah, I'll meet up with whoever else is that. Okay. Ammonite, is he going with him? Yes, I would like to observe nature as I walk to where the rest of my companions are, so we can all enjoy our meeting. Okay. Um, the both of you give me perception checks. I got a one. <laughs> <laughs> Mine is... Step on a rake. If I'm proficient in perception, what do I add to that? Your proficiency, Your proficiency. bonus. As well as my wisdom bonus. Mm -hmm. Yes. So, 22. 22? You are able to point out a man who seems to be of medium build, with dark hair, and who seems like he does not want to be noticed by anybody. Walking towards... Walking around back of the building where you know Wilhelmina's contacts are at. I would like to notice him. And say, hey, you, and aggressively walk towards him, and yes. I follow after him, but do I recognize him at all? Now that he's been pointed out to you, give me a perception check. I have to do better than my last roll. 16. Yes, you recognize him. That's the guy? You recognize him as the man from the cave. And that's where we're going to cut it. Oh, shit. Okay, okay. Slower episode. But uh, needed to get some stuff set up for the future. 
So I hope you guys at least enjoyed the intrigue and uh, Ambie and I just getting whacked over the head by an old elderly orc lady. That was very painful. I did not enjoy it. He glowed. I did glow. If you want to follow us, you can follow the group at Death Saving Bros on Twitter. You can follow me personally at HP Camper. You can follow me personally at Benfro15. You can respectfully follow me at B underscore R-I-C-H-A 918. Thank you. You can follow me you can follow if you... Me oh, sorry. At... You go first. You can follow me at Go f- Pleasure Yourself. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> you can follow me if you buy some carrier pigeons and send them to my location. I only respond by carrier pigeons from now on. Um, and, uh, if you like what you're hearing and you want to listen to more, leave us a review on iTunes, Google Play, or Stitcher. Five stars is the best. And, uh, just a quick review of what you think. And until next time, keep saving those, or hold on. Fuck, I I fuck this up every single time. Please watch your profanities. (laughs) Keep making those death saving throws and we'll see you next time. Wild surge magic. I shoot a fireball. I kill the entire orc tribe. Oh, that's just impolite. Huh? Said, so please watch your profanity. Thank you. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> gonna fucking kill you. Bye, everybody. Bye. Some of the sounds and background music in this production are copyright material. The songs, heavy interlude, invariance, porch blues and Whiskey on the Mississippi are from Kevin McLeod at Incompetech.com, licensed under Creative Commons Attribution License 3.0. The tracks Horror Drone 1 and Navajo Night are by Jason Shaw at Audionautics.com, licensed under Creative Commons Attribution License 3.0. The song Road to Dark Tower is music by Cinematic Waves. The Death Saving Bros theme song is an abridged version of the song Run by Kai Angle and sourced from the Free Music Archive. This track is used with permission under Creative Commons Attribution License 4.0. You can read the full license at creativecommons.org slash licenses slash buy slash 4.0 slash legal code.